0: This is a drop of encouragement with Janae McDonald Wilborn. Hey, this is Janae. Welcome back to the podcast. Okay, I am starting a new series. I think it's going to be a three parter, but it could go longer. That depends on the feedback that I get from you guys or just kind of where. I start to see this going as I keep recording, but I'm going to talk about friendship for the next several episodes because I did a little very informal, very unofficial, um, very non-scientific survey in my Instagram stories um, several months ago, actually, and I just asked, um, I wanted to know what people thought about friendship and their thoughts on friendship and... Um, Their struggles in friendship and where they need encouragement in the area of friendship, and I got a lot of great feedback, and a lot of it was pretty consistent. There were several points that came up again and again from different people, and I thought, man, what I thought was going to be a one episode um, podcast is going to be a multi episode podcast. And actually, spent a little more time, you know, processing through it and getting ready for getting my thoughts together for it. So, I definitely want to get this started today. I like I said, I think it's going to be through three episodes, but I want to hear from you. So. Check the comments of this um, this episode of this podcast for my Instagram handle. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I would love for you to start, and I would love to hear from you any questions or anything else you want me to talk about on the subject of friendship. Because I really want to do my best to encourage you in all the ways that I can, so we can all have better friendships. But I knew that I needed to start not with how to make friends, not with how to make time for your friends, even though those are big things that I'm going to get to them. I needed to start with how to be a friend because so often when we think about friendship and we think about making friends, we think so much about the other person. We think so much about what we want to get out of a friendship, what we want to get from a friend. And we we forget that it's our responsibility also to be a good friend and to think consciously about the kind of friend we're being. I know I forget. I know that life gets busy and I have a husband and I have children and I have work and I have um, areas where I serve and I have to remind myself, oh gosh, am I being a good friend right now? To this person to that person? Have I been a good friend to the people that I call friends? Um, So I want to start this series with some encouragement on how to be a good friend. That's where we're going to kick off, okay? Now listen, friendship has been important to me as long as I can remember truly. I remember in first grade designating two girls that I was spending all my time with at recess as my two best friends, Kate and Christy. I remember Christy moving at the end of first grade and being so sad and Kate and I hanging tight through third grade. Then I remember Kate and I being separated because our, I, I oddly enough, in the 80s, my city had to desegregate schools because they were not truly integrated um, with the way the fact that our neighborhoods were not really truly integrated and our sections of town weren't. So we had in fourth and fifth grade, you went to a different elementary school. They were busing us to help integrate schools. I know. Um, Yes, I'm not ancient, but this would definitely be one of those times where my kids would say mommy did that happen to you in the 1900s and I would have to say yes because I was in the 1900s it's all good um but yeah so Kate and I were separated and we weren't at the same school but we really made a point of trying to see each other and then I moved across the world I moved to an entire new country I lived overseas very far away and I had to start all over And it was my first time in life having to go into a place as the new kid and make friends right from the start. And it was in those years over there in my fifth grade year while I was living overseas that I had my first really kind of yuck friend situation where a friendship that I thought was really great with some girls ended up being not what I thought it was. They weren't truly being my friend. And that was the first time in my life I had to evaluate what a friend is. had to really figure out what is a friend what does it mean to me to be a friend and what kind of friend do I want to have but also what kind of friend do I want to be now I don't think I was wise enough at 10 to process it and make a list that way but I definitely can tell you I went through the thought process I couldn't maybe identify it or name it but that's what I did I started processing then what makes a friend and it wasn't something that I just wanted to get but it became something I became very intentional about giving in my friendships so So the first thing that I think is important to do well in a friendship, and this is a challenge for me because it's not one of my natural skills, um, is to listen well. To be a good friend, you have to listen well to others, to the person that you're being friends with. Look, a lot of times we get with our friends and what do we want to do? We want to tell them all our stuff. We want to tell them where we're struggling. We want to tell them where we hurt. We want to tell them what happened. Girl, let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. And I think that's fine. I'm not saying you don't get to talk or share in your friendships. In fact, that's a actually really important thing to do. But I think if you're going to be a good friend, you have to listen well. Because how else do you get to know that person and know what they need from you as a friend if you're not hearing what their needs are? We have to be better listeners to be better friends. We have to be not just listeners to their words, but listen to their tone, listen to their body language. We have to be able to tune in. Sometimes your friend might be withholding because they don't want to burden you, or they don't think you really are interested, or maybe your friendship is somewhat new and you haven't quite crossed that line into like the deep, heavy talks. Um, and maybe they're a more introverted person, a more reserved personality, a shyer person, someone who's uncomfortable with being vulnerable. You want to be someone that can listen well so they know you can pick up on those clues that they really need something from you on that particular day or at that particular time. I can think of times where I was talking to a friend and we were just having lighthearted conversation and there was just something in their mannerism or something in their tone where I said, hey, are, are you okay? Is there something else going on? I don't think you're okay. You said that was fine, but you don't seem fine. You seem off your game. And sometimes I've said that probably several times to different friends and sometimes they were like, no, really, I am fine. Just tired. I'm good. But there definitely have been those times where me doing that little extra push and, and really tuning in and listening, helped them say, man, I'm really struggling. I'm going through a hard time. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to bother you. I'm embarrassed to say whatever their intro was, there was more. And I think if you're a great listener as a friend, you're going to tune into that. You also part of that listening. Well, is retaining what they tell you. Okay, let's just get real. Our lives can be inundated with technology, with social media, with our schedules, if you're a mom, with kid stuff, and it can be really easy to forget something important. So if you've got great friends or people you're trying to be a better friend to, can I just recommend if you're not great at remembering things after you guys have lunch or hang out somewhere in a place where you're going to keep it and come back to it, make a note of what y'all talked about. Especially if they told you something really important. Now, you know, you want to protect people's privacy. So don't go into all the details. But if they share that, you know, they're having a struggle with their parent, you know, make a note like, hey, ask her about her mom next time I talk to her and how things are going. Usually you just need a simple sentence or phrase to help trigger the memory of what they shared. But it's really it's really hurtful. If you share something deep or, or personal with a friend, and the next time you talk, you realize that they have no memory of what you shared. They have no clue what you're talking about. They, it, it just kind of went in one ear and out the other. And I know I can get busy, or I can sometimes have big gaps between hanging out with my friends. So I will try to make a note of what it is they tell me so I can, remember, I haven't always written it down because I always had a really good memory for it. But as I'm getting older, let's just say, and as life can get crazier, I just want to make sure I don't forget. Now, sometimes for me, I'm writing it down in the form of like a prayer reminder because I want to pray for them about that situation. But whether that's something you do or not, you can still make a note to make sure that you're coming back and remembering what they told you. But just tune in. Really don't be distracted. Don't be looking at your phone, people. Just turn the phone over. I had lunch with a girlfriend um, just yesterday and I, you know, sat down and I pulled my phone out because my kids are at camp and I wanted to make sure I could, you know, be reached if for some reason they fell off of something. Please don't. Um, But I turned that phone upside down. Like it was out, but it was upside down. So I wouldn't be distracted by it. Um, Don't just don't be tuned into anything but the person. Be a good listener. Okay. The second thing that I think it's really important to be able to do to be a good friend is you have to be willing to be vulnerable. I, I think one of the ways that we let someone know that they are special to us and that we feel that um, this relationship is – It is important to us is to be willing to be vulnerable. If all of your friendships are at the surface level, if all of your friendships are just sort of the bare minimum shared, the basics, if all of your friendships come in with shallow talk about the weather and sports and clothes and and you never ever share anything personal, um, you're you're not you don't really have friends. You have acquaintances. Can I just tell you that that's an acquaintance? There are definitely a lot of people in my life that I know. And then there's people that I'm, I would consider an acquaintance, like I don't just know who they are, but we maybe chat about things sometimes, but I don't really know that we have a deep, I don't consider them a friend, um, that we have a real relationship where things go back and forth, but they're an acquaintance. I just know, you know, maybe I know their spouse, I know other kids, we chat sometimes, we're friendly, I enjoy being in their presence for that period of time but they're not someone I'm getting vulnerable with and they're not someone that's getting vulnerable with me necessarily. Um, but in a real friendship, vulnerability should be there. It should be present, it should be a part of it. And I think offering it is really important. Now, I don't think that means on day one of your friendship you go into like the deep therapy of your life. We don't have to go back into your childhood and tell your deepest darkest secret in memory. But I think it's just being willing to be honest. You know, so to me it's vulnerability starts with the basics of when you see that person and And they say, how are you doing? You don't just say, I'm fine. I'm fine might be the worst answer on the planet. My husband makes fun of me because sometimes I'll be upset about something and I'll say, it's okay, it's okay, I'm fine, it's fine, I'm fine. And he's like that like that there's nothing that tells me more that you're not fine than when you say those words. And he's right. When I start with that little litany, I'm not okay. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm irritated. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I'm so many other feelings. Where's my feelings chart people out there. Um, but I, I'm trying to like push it aside for whatever reason, but with a really good friend, if they say to you, how are you? And you're not good. Say to them, you know, you know, I, I want to say I'm good, but man, I'm really having a hard time this week. Or I'm really frustrated about a situation that's going on. I'm really struggling with my kids this week. I'm really disappointed with my work right now. Um, and a, a great friend, a good friend, someone who's really trying to be your friend is going to tune into the fact that, oh, well. They're they're being vulnerable. They're being real with me. There's a trust here. and I love that. And they're going to value that trust in the same way that you do. And they're going to say, you know, what's going on? And they're going to probe and you guys are going to get to have a really good conversation. If they don't, if you say, man, I'm really struggling this week, I'm really having a hard time and and their response is, yeah, I'm struggling too. Let me tell you my problems. And they don't want to listen. That for you is a little bit of a red flag that this may not be someone that you're going to be able to be good friends with, because maybe they're not ready to do their side of the friendship and be a good listener and, and, and listen and receive from you and give back to you. They may just be looking for someone to dump all their stuff on. These are things you want to look for. And I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit more in another episode. But today, I just want to talk about from the perspective of you, be the person that's willing to initiate that vulnerability, because someone has to get it started in a friendship. Um, Okay, so you're going to be a good listener, you're going to be vulnerable, and then hopefully your vulnerability is going to open up in that friendship a trust where they're going to want to be vulnerable back with you. And if they are, that's when we get to the third thing I think you have to do to be a good friend, and that's be a guardian of their vulnerability. What do I mean by that? Um, Be someone that when someone shares something with you, they don't have to tell you it's private, you just keep it private period. Like you don't share it. Don't share other people's business. Now we're really bad at this y'all. I think all of us, I can't tell you how many times someone has shared with me something about someone else. And at the moment they're sharing it, I'm thinking in my head, I don't, I don't think I was supposed to know this. I don't, I don't, I don't want this information. Please stop. And sometimes I'll say, you know what? I don't know that I need to know all the details. You know, I can just know she's struggling and pray for her and that's good. I don't need any more information. Thank you. I'll cut it off. But be a safe space. Now, uh, my best friend and I have a, a saying that we'll say to each other. We'll, uh, we have a very deep, long-time friendship. And we'll, we're, we're at that level of friendship where when we call each other, we don't have to say hello. We can just jump right into what's going on sometimes, especially when things are serious or heavy or funny. Oh, that also works. Um, but we will say, okay, vault. And when we say vault – I don't even know why we say it because we keep each other's things private and we completely trust each other. But vault is like, this is a next level um, information. Like I'm giving you something that like, it can't really be discussed. Ultimately, what vault means is you can't tell your husband. That's, that's really like, we'd prefer you not to discuss this even with your spouse. And we don't do that a whole lot. Um, but, but we, you know, cause everybody has their own thoughts on what you do and don't share with your spouse and you can, we can discuss that in a whole other episode. But, um, I, I love the vault. I love when we say that to each other because it makes me laugh because I'm thinking we we don't really tell each other's business anyway, so we don't need it. But it just sort of, to us, it's like, this is, it gives us the gravity of the conversation that's about to follow. Like, this is heavy, so be ready. Um, but, but I think you should be a vault no matter what when someone's sharing. That's one of the ways that you're guarding their vul- vulnerability. Um, but also, while they're sh- when they share something that's intimate, when they're being vulnerable, be someone that, in your words, back you're careful with how you even respond. If they share, you know, a really hard struggle they're having, maybe in their marriage or with one of their children, something that. That, that they wouldn't necessarily want everyone to know. Make sure your initial response is, oh man, I'm, I'm so sorry you're walking through that. And I really appreciate you even sharing it with me, that, that you trust me to share it with me. Thank you for that. You know, receive their words well. You don't need to come with the advice always. Mm-mm. I don't even, I think sometimes we come quick with the advice and in that way, we're not a great guardian of someone's vulnerability. I made a huge mistake in a friendship that is vitally important to me, but I've it's never recovered um, from my huge mistake. It was in my 20s. I would love to chalk it up to my 20s and that's probably was a big part of it, but I can't completely blame youth and ignorance. It was a lot of just being a little too self-focused in that moment where a friend shared a really vulnerable situation that... I could see, in my opinion, from my perspective, in the big picture, I thought, hey, ultimately, this is a good thing that's happened. This is better for you than where you were before. But I did not need to say anything like that in that moment. What my friend needed in that moment was some empathy because she was hurting. She was sad. She was heartbroken. And more than anything, she needed me to say, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. I am so sorry you're hurting. I see that you're hurting. I know this has to hurt. And I love you and I'm here for you. And what do you need? What can I do for you? That would have been the perfect response. Sadly, I jumped right into advice mode. I jumped right into, well, I can just see how this is great for you and this is going to all work out great. And I really compounded her hurt. And I broke our trust. And she didn't trust me anymore, not because I told people or betrayed our secret, but because she couldn't trust me with her vulnerability. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn because I still to this day miss that friendship. And it's been 20 plus years. But I learned from it. I learned to be a better guardian of people's vulnerability, To, to think before I speak, to not speak at all, to just be someone that they can trust. There's a proverb that says, I love this proverb. Um, There's a proverb that says, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And I feel like that proverb goes so well with this topic of being a friend because I think so often, like I said, we we think about friendship and we think so much about what we want to get out of a friendship. But if you're the person that is someone that brings refreshment, you're going to be refreshed in your friendships. If you come at people in friendship with this kind of thought for what their needs are, with thinking about the kind of friend you're going to be, if you come listening and sharing from a place of vulnerability and being a guardian of their vulnerability, they're gonna walk away from you refreshed and walking away from you refreshed, they're going to want to reciprocate. And if they don't, then that's going to let you know very quickly that this is probably not a person that, values friendship and views friendship in the way that you do and they're going to probably be pushed into the acquaintance category and that's okay. Everybody you encounter is not going to be your best friend or even a good friend or even a friend. We're going to have a small circle of intimate friendship, a slightly larger circle of good friends And then we're going to have a very large pool often of acquaintances in life. And I'll talk about more of why that's true when I talk about making friends, because I'm going to talk a little bit about what it takes to make a friend and the time and the investment that's required. Um, But today I just wanted to talk about this. I wanted to talk about being a good friend, and I hope that you were encouraged by these words. I hope that it is you're going to spend the next couple of weeks before I come back with a new episode just doing some self-evaluation. How are you doing on this friendship game? How are you doing with the listening, with the being vulnerable, and with the being a guardian of vulnerability? Do some self-assessment over the next couple of weeks. And then when we come back, we're going to continue in this series because I am determined that I will walk out of the series and you will walk out of the series encouraged in friendships. That's what I have for you today. I, Like I said, I always hope that you feel encouraged and I hope that your encouragement will spill over and be a drop of encouragement in the life of someone you encounter. Y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Drop of Encouragement with me, Janae mcdonald Wilborn. If you enjoyed it, I would so appreciate you sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening to, and of course, dropping some encouragement in the life of those you encounter.